on this earth and have the healthiest body on this earth and still your life be in turmoil. Because you need God. I need God. And and we see that this is so true. And, and this is uh, true even if the mind and body are disciplined to the highest possible level. Listen, talk about Navy SEALs. Again, I just I have a just I, I like seeing these men just the. The, the amount of training and uh, the amount of turmoil really they go through in preparing to do a good job, it always fascinates me. But you know what's something I've noticed in reading these books about Navy SEALs? Some of them are the, some of the smartest people on earth, and, and, some, and they have to be, and some of them are the most physically fit in the earth. But I... alone what is he talking about there he's saying you can't as a human and as a christian you can't just live on the physical elements of life it just can't be nutrition it just can't be a structured mind it just can't be good rest those things are important but man shall live by the precious word of god that's what we need the fullest of and um, and so that we see that and in, in John 15, uh, we know uh, you can mark it in your Bibles that Jesus says, for without me, you can do some things. Is that what it says? Nothing. But yeah, we say that and we memorize it and I've memorized it and say it. You know what? But we, many times we try to go through life and do certain things without him. And it's, it's going to just end up in a lot of noise. And so we see that uh, the Lord is truly our sufficiency. Uh, if you're right there in 2 Corinthians. Look at verse number 7. Uh, notice what he says here. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power. There it is. There's the power. May be of who? God and not of us. If I'm going to be able to uh, have a strong bridge, if you will, and a strong structured mind and a strong body that has reinforced rods of discipline in my life, it's going to come as a result of my life being submitted to God, submitted to Christ. And the, the quicker I can get a hold of that, oh, the quicker Brinson Jennings will grow in grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Savior. I want that. Don't you want that, church? We all want that, and that's wonderful. We should want it. We should strive for it, and I believe you are. But the, the discipline of mind and body alone, alone are very helpful, but never enough to handle life's demands adequately. So notice in figure two, there's the sagging beams uh, to illustrate this truth. And uh, we're going to look more into that, but I, 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 I just... Knowing and looking at this truth, we need to understand God never intended for us to handle this life on our own. Never. And sometimes we kind of get the idea that we do. We can handle it. I got this. 
I got this, God. No, we don't. We don't have this. We need to all come to God saying, Lord, I'm a mess. <laughs> I need your help today. I need your wisdom. And uh, Lord God, I can't do it without you. And, and that goes for everything, by the way. That goes for everything. Lord, I can't get out of the bed without you. I need you to help me. Lord, I, I need you to help me to be exactly what you want me to be. And so there will always be a lot of sag in that bridge, if you will, when, when, uh, when God is not present, when God is not uh, real in our lives and working. And so we see, notice figure two with me. Now, most people, as we know, do not adequately discipline their bodies and are, and are selective of the areas of life which they maintain disciplined mental processes. So we see uh, many times that we can pick and choose what we become disciplined in. And uh, then there's, along with those pressures in life, there are, there are extra pressures such as fear and anger and unresolved guilt that you'll notice there at figure two on top of a couple of those sections. And, uh, and so how does this work? Uh, how does this work in our lives? It's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, notice with me there first, just starting there to the left of pressures in figure two. The first one is marriage. So marriage is a responsibility. With responsibility comes pressures. And uh, how, do we, how do we handle that? Uh, with our with our mind and body and putting effort forth to be uh, disciplined in that. And uh, notice, notice um, it does not have the white line underneath it. Do you see where it says mind and body? OK, these are the these are the beams going across. And notice the body has a line going straight across. OK, it's a sagging line. But then notice with mind, there's only a line under work. And there's a line under hobby and, and, and uh, garden there. Why is that? Because we are, have a tendency to pick and choose what we want to put effort for. What effort we want to put forward. So in other words, uh, when it comes to uh, my work, uh, maybe it's I, I really like my work. And maybe that's where I really like being and and therefore uh, there's there's not a lot of pressure in there. And I can and I can put forth my concentration in doing that in my discipline, if you will. That's where I exercise discipline. I, I'm a, I achieve in that. Maybe there's just something around that area that appeals to me. And so I, I excel in that way. But then my marriage is in shambles. How does that work? It's because where I'm putting my focus. It's because of, of uh, I, I'm looking, I'm being selective in where I want to discipline my mind. So what I, can, what I need to realize is the same discipline that I put forth in my work, I can put forth in my marriage. Notice uh, the church. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a, a spirit of fear above church. Uh, Dr. Burr gave that illustration of that it might be something at church that may be a responsibility you've been given. And you have a spirit of fear, like, how am I going to do this? Maybe you've been asked to do a certain responsibility, a Sunday school teacher or something, and, uh, and you're scared to death. Uh, but some of you right now, if I said, look, actually, um, I, need, I need to go, i got a call, I want you to finish off this lesson. And some of you would go, 
you know, it's just there are certain things that can trigger fear. And, and, and he just put specifically, it could be something at church. But then look at children. There's no there's no reinforcement there in the mind with children, because many times uh, when it comes to rearing children, we battle with the spirit of anger. I just recently had to get right with God and get right with one of my children because I had a spirit of anger. And, and I was uh, it was very uh, I deceived myself because I was I justified it as as I was just, uh, you know, trying to teach um, and uh, wanted to show you how serious this was. And, and I did not handle it properly. And, and I did not have a disciplined mind in the process that depended on the Lord and was calm and controlled and handled it in a way that showed that God was controlling my life. And when I the way I responded, there was a lot of noise. And my child received a lot of noise. And I'm sure there was a lot of noise in that child's heart because of their daddy. And the noise he was making that was not honoring to God. And so that is where we can get in trouble by picking and choosing. But then maybe a hobby Hobby, oh, no pressure. Boy, I can put discipline, I can put time, I can put effort, and I can do it well and, and achieve in that hobby, whatever it might be. Why are you doing that? Because you're putting forth the effort of discipline and asking, and you know, you, we got to realize that we can do the same thing with those areas in our life that we're struggling in. It starts in our thinking. The choice of our mind. Notice where garden has another one. And then notice that last one uh, sagging there of the mind and body. And again, going back to the body, it carries the idea of, boy, there's, there, there can be guilt. Um, you know, when we go through experiences with family members, sometimes there can be some guilt there that just brings that pressure um, and and then it affects the mind and affects the body and it affects life. And, and we can put forth the discipline that we need to, though. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just going to be by the grace of God, church. It's going to be by the grace of God. So notice with me here, letter B, handling pressure biblically. Hand, handling pressure biblically. By the way, as we look at those pressures in our life, there's not a person in this room that has the luxury or benefit of only having one pressure. Wouldn't that be nice? You say, listen, I'll just take that pressure this week, if that be a possibility. But, but in all reality, many of us are facing uh, uh, all of these, and sometimes more, maybe less. But the fact of the matter is... Uh, they're all present every day in our lives in some fashion, in some form. And we want to handle them biblically. So notice with me, number one here, what is the goal to uh, eliminate, uh, to handle this pressure biblically? Number one, we want to eliminate the pressures God does not intend for you to bear. You ought to underline that, highlight that. To eliminate the pressures God does not intend on you to have. Do you have that one on your handout? Okay, that is very important. 
And one of the first things that we need to understand that that uh, that, that God does not intend for us to bear is uh, to eliminate sin and its results. Thank God, church, that God does not intend for us to bear the weight of sin. We can confess our sin, 1 John 1, 9 says. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And sometimes we get so much noise in our life, church, because we carry around sin that we've committed. When we've confessed it, we've confessed it to God. God in His faithfulness has cleansed us because He promised He would. But yet our our lives are crowded with noise because we have not eliminated that sin and its results. We've confessed it to the Lord. We've turned from it. We've repented from it. And uh, we have to be careful because going back to those, those spirits up there, the spirit of fear and anger and guilt, you know, we cannot move forward with those spirits in our lives. And we have to just get them right and let God forgive them. And notice back to our text. Did Paul say renewed in the inner man week by week? Did he say month by month, year by year? No, day by day, because it is. It's a day by day renewal. We all wake up with that stinking flesh, don't we? And we just say, God, today's a new day. And so we want to eliminate sin and its results. Number two, we want to eliminate responsibilities you have assumed outside of the will of God. Motivation for even good activities can come from sinful lust, can come from a spirit of pride. And sometimes we can get the idea, well, if I don't do this, no one else can do this. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, we don't want to do it. And, and sometimes we have a hard time saying no because we don't want to stir the pot. We don't want to disappoint people. We want to keep our image of performing. We want to keep our image of, 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 of being able to do it. And sometimes we refuse to say no. And that can be a cause of noise in our lives. We don't eliminate the responsibilities God that you have assumed outside of the will of God. We don't eliminate those and we need to. One of the most godly things that you can, you and I can do at, at certain times is, is to say, you know what? Somebody comes and asks us to do something. And, and I think one of the most godly and wise things that we can do is say, you know what? Let me pray about that. And you take a, a day or two or however, however time you feel God's leading you and you pray about it. You talk to your spouse, you talk to your pastor or, or someone like that and, and, and just bounce it off of them and say, this is what I'm dealing with. And then come back and it might just be, you know what, I've prayed about this and I just don't believe God would have me do this. Because if you don't do that and you just automatically assume to do it, do you know what? It can bring some noise into your life God didn't intend you to have. And you got, you and I have to both, we have to realize that uh, that the Lord does not intend us to do everything. And uh, I tell you, it was convicting because uh, Brother Berg made a comment. He says, God is not going to give you any grace for something He did not intend for you to do. And, and there are things that people can do in life and they're doing it without the grace of God because it wasn't the will of God. 
It might be a good thing. But it's not what God intended because, again, we need to realize what is the Lord doing? So we see that we can eliminate some responsibilities that are outside of the will of God that we've assumed. But uh, but then not only eliminate pressures, but number two, we can reinforce the beams again, going back to reinforcing the beams going across the mind and the body. So they will withstand the weight of the pressures you bear and the will of God. There's two points under this. I'm going to give you these quickly uh, to, for the reinforced beams. Number one, there is a disciplined body. A disciplined body is helpful. Okay, it's helpful. The adequate rest, the nutritious diet, the regular exercise. You know, most of us as Americans, I would say most Americans, a majority are not healthy people. And and uh, we should we should as as believers, we should give focus to that, not to be extreme. No one's suggesting that we're extreme in that, but that we do realize that God does want us to take care of our bodies, because when we don't take care of our bodies, that that adds more pressure, more noise into our life that's going to. Uh, that's going to cause sagging in, in our spiritual growth and our spiritual walk. And we see that that, that is important. And, and maybe setting some goals. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're getting ready to start in 2021, aren't we? And don't be, listen, don't let anybody make you feel guilty about setting New Year's resolutions. I think they're good. You know, I think they're really, really good. And um, and I think they can be helpful. And so let me say this. Maybe there's some in, coming up in, in 2021, some goals that you'd like to set for yourself of having a more health, having a healthier body. So that you can be stronger in the times of pressure and, and the times of, of noise that come into your life, how you handle that. It can be helpful. But number two, a disciplined body is helpful. But number two, a renewed mind is essential. A renewed mind is essential. You can't do without it. We must increase in what we know to be true about God. We must grow in that and be strengthened in, 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 our, in our renewed process. You know that, that Romans 12, 2 is a very well-known passage, is it not? And as we saw there in, in, in our passage, it says renewed day by day. Well, in Romans, I'm going to flip over there real quick, a very familiar passage. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2 says this. It says, and be not conformed uh, to this world, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That, that is that daily renewal that you're putting those reinforcing rods. How do we renew our mind? Going back to the, the simplicity of going back to understand the simplicity of overcoming this noise is getting our mind back on who God is. God is faithful. Remember, God is love. God is trustworthy. God is all powerful. God is all wise. God is sovereign. God, God is all kind. He's he's a merciful God. We know that to be true. And that's how we get our minds renewed. I mean, think about the pressures that Jesus went through. 
And you say, well, he was God. Well, he was 100 percent God, but he was 100 percent man. He was 100 percent man and 100 percent God. That means he was tempted like as we are yet without sin. But think about all the pressures he did. He, he, did. he invested uh, for eternity and, and uh, in three and a half years of his ministry. He invested and think of the things that went through. And, 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 and Brother Bird brought out the point, and I agree to this, that Jesus was not, was not liked by most I mean, we come around here in society, and at least in this area, and at least we have lots of friends, okay? And, and, and we're not necessarily everywhere we go, people are trying to hurt us and harm us and mock us and ridicule us. But that's all that Jesus experienced when He went around. He experienced, and even His disciples would, would often not listen to what He was saying. And, 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 and boy, if there was anybody on this earth that I'd look at that would, that if I was in His place, I know for a fact I would have buckled. <laughs> I would have retaliated on the way the people uh, treated me and the way the disciples would not listen. And, you know, you, you could imagine, and this is not to be irreverent, but the Lord Jesus Christ uh, could have been thinking about, well, why do, what in the world? Can anybody else do a healing over here? Can anybody else do this? Why can't you guys heal this person? Haven't I taught you? Haven't I taught you how to heal these people? And you can't. And here I am. I'm the only one. No. What about this and that? What about, you know, all these rules, crazy rules? I'll do it anyway. Somebody's got to do it. No, that was not the spirit of our Lord. And you say, yes, that was Jesus. Well, guess who's living in you tonight? Guess who's living in me? His name is Jesus. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. But it's allowing our minds to get disciplined back to understanding that truth. Because we know that truth, but it's renewing our minds with that truth. Lord Jesus, you're living through me. Because the test is not in here for Brinson Jennings when I'm preaching to you. The test is not in here when you are listening and nodding. I'm, all, I'm glad for nods. Even if you're falling asleep, I'm thankful for the nods. This is easy for us in here, but the test is when we go home tonight. Okay? But God God is in us, brethren. He's in us. He lives in us. We can do it when we yield to Him. And we see that that is, in closing here, we notice a different way of looking at life and its pressures. How how do we how do we look at at life and its pressures? Well, notice the figure three there. This is the way it's intended to be. It's intended to be all those things stretched across uh, our lives and the pressures, and we have that renewed mind that's got that reinforced that disciplined mind, and then that body that's going across that disciplined body that's both yielded. To the Lord. You need to highlight this on your handout. And, and you need to memorize this statement. It's a wonderful statement. But notice what this statement says under uh, the figure three. I think on mine it is anyway. 
Notice it says a renewed mind is what a renewed mind possesses a Bible taught and spirit illuminated belief that God is more than enough for me. You should highlight that. You should write that down and you should memorize that statement. A renewed mind possesses a Bible taught and spirit illuminated belief that God is more than enough for me. Our thinking will be transformed day by day. And there never should be a point in our lives where our mind is being overdrawn. Because God has given us the strength and we need. He's given us, as Brother Berg put it, an overdraft protection for all things that are in His will. All things that are in His will. That's why He tells us. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, does He not? He said, there hath, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who is who, is, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God, we can't say, go through life now. Now, if we've taken on some responsibilities and trying to do things in the flesh, then there are things there that we're like, I can't do this. And sometimes we need to come to that place. All right, I just can't do this. This is I've taken on too much here. I don't know if this is the will of God, but everything else in life and and those responsibilities that we look across marriage, work, church, children, hobby, garden, relatives. God has given us the grace to do it, folks. We can do it with his help. So as we think about in closing tonight. What are we going to do with the truth that we have? Is our thinking going to be changed? What truths? This is a question right here that you can write down. What truths are measuring against our pressures? So every pressure, every category right there. What does the truth of God's word? How does it measure up in our lives? That's what we ought to do. Because as we've noticed the past couple of weeks, the temptation is to do what is to focus on the circumstance. What truths are measuring against our pressures? What truths, what Bible truths, who God is, what what truths are we measuring against our pressures that we're facing today? And everybody's facing them here in this room in different ways. Live stream. You're facing them. But what truth are we processing to renew our mind? And as, as Brother Berg uh, makes it very clear, is this has to be done uh, really aggressively, the renewing of our mind. It's no, well, if I get around to it, I'll think about and meditate on this truth about who God is. This verse that, that talks about who God is and what God is able to do. It's, it's not it's, it's got to be done aggressively in this renewal and, and just taking it seriously and doing it diligently. And uh, it takes work. And that's why I'm talking about that reinforcement. It's a disciplined mind and a disciplined body. And uh, and I trust that the Lord will help us uh, in these things. I, I close with this illustration. My dad, who I believe is in heaven now, uh, you, he was uh was saved a little later in life 
But um, but, you know, uh, he just didn't um, have a walk with the Lord. He was a young believer and uh, just for many years did not really live for the Lord. Well, when I got saved, I started witnessing to dad and, and, and dad would, would state clearly that he knows the Lord and he knew the Lord. But there wasn't there wasn't a lot of fruit there. But I knew what dad was saying. He believed. But when I started discipling dad and, 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 and I can't take any credit for this because the Lord does it because my discipleship with my dad was my dad studying his Bible at his house by himself with some things that I had given him a handout. But I was down in South Florida, Miami in the Coast Guard. And I remember my dad calling me and, and practically in tears after he had been reading his Bible and, and reading the Word of God, how he, he said, Son, I just feel like my mind's being renewed. I feel like I'm looking at things differently. And he called me in tears, and, and even, and uh, this may seem small to y'all, but I never will forget this. But my dad even said one time, he said, Son, I'm even writing with a red pen, and he started crying. He said, It just reminds me of the blood of Jesus. And it, it just was changing his perspective on life. And, 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 you know, not that he just went on to be perfect. <laughs> That's not true. None of us can give that testimony. But one thing that we know without a shadow of a doubt, this book will change our hearts. It will renew our minds and it will quiet our souls. And I don't know what kind of noise you're dealing with tonight, but as we go through this study, let's just let God open us up. As the psalmist said, he said, he said, Lord, search me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. and Lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, get me in the place where I have an eternal focus. I'm not all bogged down with this life where I can only focus on the temporal. I got this situation and I, I got that situation and I'm dealing with this and my life is in shambles. I can't handle this. That's just noise. And God doesn't want us to be that way, church. Would you pray with me?